Hey, this is Griffin. Real quick, uh, this is going to be the live show that we recorded in Atlanta uh, earlier this month. We we were not able to record a new episode. We had a pretty narrow window to do so because Travis was in London for the London Podcast Festival, and then between you know surgeries and sick babies and stuff, we just we we weren't able to get together and record. And I'm I am sorry that we have to go a month between new Amnesty episodes, but we will be back two Thursdays from now. Uh, with with a new episode of Amnesty. So until then, uh, I hope you enjoy this live balance episode from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey Paul, I meant to tell you I'm gonna be do. Hey Paul, I meant to tell you I'm gonna be doing a new bit where I throw my umbrella up way up in the rafters like Prince, <laughs> and I need somebody to catch it, make it disappear like Prince. <laughs> also, Paul, thank you for setting up my area like the interesting person in the office. Yeah, Travis has a lot of flair right now. Uh, could I get like eight times more monitor uh, than I'm currently getting right now? That's Thank an you. exaggeration, of course. You do work in numbers, so I can see how you would be confused. No, ruin me. <laughs> ruin me with your monitor. <laughs> Pierce me with these sound waves. Hello, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. Let's see. Oh, that is nice. Thank you, Paul. Uh, hi, Atlanta. Thanks for coming to the Adventure Zone. Uh, I know we're out, out here a little bit, outside the city, outside of... Dra- is, everybody's at Dragon Con, right? Okay. That's a lot of dragons. <laughs> Dang, I'm glad you But y'all... it's the one time a year they get together. Can we get the house lights turned on? And then... Okay, okay. If, you are, if you're cosplaying, please stand up. Cosplayers, that's everyone. We're going to get to a point in... Uh, please, God, turn in, the house lights off. Yeah, it's so many, so many They're too beautiful. We're going to get to a point in the Adventure Zone where somebody's going to be wearing, like, a nice button-down and some khakis, and people are going to be like, and who the fuck are you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry. My friends and I have been over there for like 20 minutes trying to figure it out. Who are you? It's like, I'm just Greg. Oh, tough Greg? No, not tough Greg. I'm just a regular Greg or just Greg. Do we introduce ourselves on this one? I forget. We can. My I'm... name is Justin McElroy, and I portray the role of Taco, an elf. My name is Travis McRoy, and I embody Magnus Burnside's. Tonight, the part of Merle High Church will be played by me, Clint McElroy. I'm Griffin, and I do everyone else. Okay, um, a quick ad- confession. Travis said I embody Magnus Burnside's. I thought he said, I am Bobby Magnus Burnsides. It's like, whoa, we yeah, waited this long. Big reveal. Bobby Burnsides is your character? <laughs> and Magnus is a nickname. Okay, fine. I also love how Travis has done both shows here in Atlanta with his full arms exposed. 
Well, I don't know if you know this, but it is quite hot here. It is a little hot. Speaking of hot things, are you all ready for the adventure? Huh. We are now in the adventure. The three of you are in, the three of you are in a fitting room. Okay. You have absolutely no memory of how you got here. You have no memory of the three of you hanging out in a clothing retailer or finding a promising garment that you'd like to audition in a fitting room. Wait, ever? We've never done this? Not that would put you in one now, but you are in one now. You're in a fitting room. It's lined with several booths covered in floor-to-ceiling privacy curtains. There are benches in between them, uh, a place for weary friends to wait and provide feedback during a fashion montage. (laughs) This is where the three of you find yourselves in a nondescript fitting room with no exits, all alone. What do you do? Smash the mirror! Roll a d20. 13 plus 10, 23. Uh, you smash a mirror, and uh, it behind it is what appears to be outer space. <laughs> and it starts to suck you out into the vacuum of space to die, but then the mirror reforms very quickly, magically and mysteriously. And attracted by the noise, uh, a figure slides open one of the curtains and steps out of the booth. It is uh, an unimposing, inconceivable figure who says, Hello, fellas! I I know it's been a while, but I've got a deal for you! It is indeed Garfield, the deal's warlock. Quick, quick interlude. Today I went to outside Dragon Con for 10 minutes, and I saw a Garfield out there that greeted me warmly. He was offering deals to people that passed by in the line. As this Garfield and I were conversing, another Garfield came up <laughs> and accused him of stealing his territory. <laughs> and so the, two, the two of them made peace and are lifelong friends now, I assume. Garfield says, so, uh, I know we haven't really talked since you summoned me through a magic portal to throw grenades at an entity of cosmic annihilation, which is, which is fine. We all get busy from time to time. But things haven't been so great for old Garfield. Don't pity him. He may be the worst thing. He built my body out of blood. He's the worst. (laughs) That turned out super good, if I remember. Don't try to spin a yarn like that was Garfield's plan. I'm building a backup for Magnus if he should need it. (laughs) You got touched by an angel. And he grows angel wings and flies off. He says, I've tried to reopen the fantasy Costco in a few promising locations. Got a nice corner lot out in Rockport and a big space for a superstar in the Felicity Wilds. Made a little boutique locale out in the Merchant's Quarter in Neverwinter. And yeah, so all those burned down. (laughs) (laughs) In a row row, you were so shocked by that. I watched you go... (gasps) Like, I thought it was great. Thank you for going on this journey with us. 
like all of them, pretty soon after I built them, burned right down. Whoosh. Now I thought. Have I had, you been smoking? I mean, the normal amount, but I'm always careful, careful with my butts. Uh, now I, th I thought I had a sneaky serial arsonist on my hands, but I set up a whole bunch of scuttle buddies in my last door and no dice. Also thought I was cursed, so I got purified at a local temple. Temple. That's right, your old pal Garfield's born again. <laughs> but then my next door burned down, so that wasn't it. <laughs> Fortunately, I was able to track down the source of my problems. See, my store isn't being burned down by some dinkus here in our world. It's being burned down by fire. He says, sorry, like the elemental plane of fire. Someone or something over there has it out for old Garfield. I was hoping you might be able to help me suss out who's been wrecking my shops and then maybe, you know, help me wreck their shop. What do we get? Hmm. He uh, strokes his whatever he's got inside of there. He strokes his shadow. He says, I could offer you some shares in the fantasy Costco. Hmm. Oh. You know, at this point, we're pretty famous. I don't really need money anymore. I need and magical goods. And they've all burned down, right? Magnus, uh, uh, Garfield uh, takes out a slip of paper and writes a number on it, showing you what one share in the fantasy Costco is worth and hands it to the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be willing to part with 1% of the fantasy Costco stocks. I'm not sure exactly how the whole thing works. <laughs> Three, three percent, one for each. Yep, mm. that's kind of what I said. Oh. How's it sounding? How's this deal smelling, boys? What if we said no? Be a short episode. <laughs> Taco, you're our lead negotiator. You had me a money. <laughs> He says, uh, thank goodness, and he turns and he walks over to one of the curtains uh, in these uh, changing booths, and he takes a deep breath and then throws it open, and suddenly all the curtains in the room are blown about by a sharp howling wind that blows in through the booth. Garfield struggles to keep his footing until the wind subsides, at which point he gestures into the booth, and beyond the curtain is the elemental plane of fire. Magnus hurries forward. Got a thesaurus during the break. Magnus makes a speedy exit. It's pretty warm in there. Uh, all of you. Magnus are... rips the sleeve off his shirt. Sure. <laughs> As you all step through the curtain, uh, Garfield draws it closed behind you, and suddenly the curtain disappears. And now you're just standing on this large hill covered in pebbles of black volcanic rock. And before you is the entrance to a city, a massive sprawling city with towering buildings, all with a uniform aesthetic. They're all made out of this shiny, polished brass. There are no walls that surround this town, just a few streams of lava pouring out of this great fire sea behind the city. And the city of brass extends up a slope, almost like an amphitheater, ending at a huge outcropping of rock that hangs over this, this sea of molten lava below. And on that cliff is a castle, also made out of glistening brass. 
Also worth noting, there's no sky in the plane of fire. There's just a ceiling of black rock that hangs above you. As far as the eye can see, at certain points, little rivers of lava are pouring down from fissures in the ceiling, and one particularly large crack is positioned right above this brass castle, which is pouring down this thick column of lava down onto the structure itself. Did, did you intentionally design it to look like the netherworld in Minecraft? Or... Is that what the Minecraft world looks like? Okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just saving you the tweets. Uh, and Garfield points to this castle and he says, pretty badass, right? Like, metal is all get out, I thought. I bet it's hot as fuck. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I've never actually been in there, but I know what's ever torching my shops is, is inside that castle, so we're going to need to find a way in and uh, confront the responsible party. I've never really been to the Plain of Fire, so I don't know if that party's going to be like a big lava monster or a <gasps> bunch of dragons or a fire demon or yes. something, but, you know, stay, stay frosty. <laughs> could, oh. you, uh, could you possibly help us out maybe with some fire retardant underwear or something? He says, uh, let me see what I've got. And he reaches into uh, the bag and he pulls out uh, three frosty cold bottles of cheer wine, which he <laughs> cracks open and he uh, hands to each of you. And he says, this isn't going to like protect you from fire damage or anything, but it's going to be refreshing as heck. <laughs> Magnus slams it and starts running. Okay. We've only got two hours. Uh, you all make your way through the city of Brass as you approach the castle at the edge of town. Wait, you know, hold on. Are there, like, denizens? There, don't, there doesn't seem to be denizens. They're at least not on the streets. Most of the buildings have had their windows and doors boarded up. A tumbleweed actually rolls down the street towards you and then bursts into flames. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you reach the castle, you see a conflict brewing at its gates. You see two salamanders. Uh, these huge, hulking, red humanoid lizard creatures uh, that are native to the Plain of Fire. They're holding spears, and they appear to be escorting what uh, seems to be a large living fireball away from the castle. Uh, one of the, the guards tries to kick the fireball's butt as it saunters away and then recoils because their foot kind of catches fire a little bit. And the two guards return to their posts, and the fireball wanders in your direction. And uh, as he approaches your party, he says... You all heading to the castle? Yeah. Don't, don't bother, it sucks in there. And uh, who might you be? My name is Cinder. Nobody's ever asked me my name before. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what a great day this is turning out to be. <laughs> Consider yourself seen, Cinder. What's your story? Uh... As he uh, starts talking to you, he, he moans a little bit, and he appears to shrink slightly. And he says, Oh, uh, well, I used to work in the castle. I, I powered Sk King Scald's forge, but uh, he decided I wasn't carrying my weight, so I got, I got shit-canned. Uh, so you got... In this economy? <laughs> you got fired? I feel like, I feel like when Dad does one of those, like cowbells should start ringing and like fireworks should go off. Like, oh, somebody just won a thousand dollars. He says, "Yeah, that's a, that's pretty good. I mean, I, I'm probably gonna die. 
out here on my own. And as he says that, he shrinks a little bit more as if the fire is fading a little bit. I grab some of my scrap wood from the pocket workshop. Okay. And feed it to him. Oh, he grows big and strong. Mm. <laughs> now you don't have to do that voice. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> so anyway, uh... Yeah, King Skald uh, kicked me to the curb, and so now I'm, uh, you know, just, I guess I got to find new employment. Maybe I'll power an oven or something like that. But, um, yeah, what are you all doing here? You don't seem like you're locals. I get, I think we have to maybe kill King Skald. I don't know. We didn't ask a lot of questions. (laughs) And I wasn't listening. Somebody, uh, Somebody in this plane has been torching some shops. On the other side, and for a little bit at least, we have to be invested in that problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely sounds like something King Scald would do. Uh, I'd say you should seek audience with him, but that's going to be tricky since most folks who try to reach the throne room end up getting their flesh melted off. What's his M.O.? What's he after? Well, uh, maybe if you cross my palm with a little bit more tinder, I might be able to... Uh... Or we could stand here and watch you die. I've heard the finale. I know how long I have. What about you? (laughs) You drive a hard bargain. (laughs) Well, uh, see, the King Scald actually used to be the court black, so he shrinks a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say. He looks exactly like my brother Griffin. (laughs) King Scald used to be the uh, court blacksmith. He was the uh, brother of our former king, King Rathfang. uh, The brother made his... He made his brother blacksmith for him? Well, he blacksmithed for most of the town, most of the royal family. But one day, King Rathfang disappeared, and the queen took flight not too long after. We never heard from them again. So now King Skald sits on the throne, and he's pretty shitty at his job, for real. He shits on the throne? In a manner of speaking. Uh Uh-oh. I I toss him some wood chips. Thank Mm, you. Yumma, yumma. Not that many. Yumma, yumma. So, yeah, he keeps us elementals locked up to power his forge and spends all the town's resources just cranking out metalwork day in, day out. So, uh, not a good king, if I do say so myself. Anyway. All right, well, we're going to go kill him, I guess. That would be cool. I'm going to go find some trees or whatever. (laughs) Okay, bye. Wait, does he have any uh, cool weaknesses? Uh, King Scald? Yep. I mean, this really seems like a transactional thing, right? Maybe a little... I throw some more wood chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no known weaknesses. I throw <laughs> some water on him. Ah! <laughs> Less than that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, hubris, but isn't that just all of us? Yeah, it's all of us. Who hasn't been there? See you later. Yeah. <laughs> and he floats away towards town. Uh, and watching this whole exchange are these two salamander guards. It's uh, fucked up. <laughs> and as they see you approach the gate, one of them, uh, a bit larger and more imposing than his companion, uh, speaks and says, No. No. <laughs> 
Uh, no. No. Hi, friend. Um, I assume that maybe a higher force has planned a whole encounter here, but I'm just going to say, search your memory for uh, maybe a year or two back. A song entered your head with a bunch of stuff that like three people did. You really want to fuck with us? No. <laughs> and the smaller, the smaller card, I did not think about the fact that you can play that card pretty yeah. much whenever the fuck. The smaller guard says, uh, oh man, but we're really not supposed uh, to let anyone in. You gotta love the dedication. I do respect it, though. I do respect yeah. the dedication. It's Maybe just, we could cast like a glamour on you to make you look real beat up. That might be, that might be nice. Um, what is this guard again? Is this salamander? Yeah, it's like a big red lizard folk. Okay. Why you ask? You got some? Oh, no, just create a mental picture for myself. Okay. Want to take everybody on this journey with me who may not have been paying very close attention. The, we, smaller, the smaller guard says, you know what? This gig sucks anyway, and you all seem like you're pretty um, high-level dudes. So, um, yeah, I guess you can pass. There's definitely going to be some obstacles in your way that you won't be able to sort of brag your way through. <laughs> I wish there was something I could help you out with, because seriously, King Skull just huffs nuts, we- man. He's... <laughs> Man, some things extend across all planes, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. And okay, bye. Guys... <laughs> <laughs> I did. Two... Wait, you, you could have made him roll a die at least to see if that worked. Did you just decide in your head? That's not Dungeons and Dragons. That's Dungeons and Griffin. Why don't you? <laughs> One of them says, "But wait a minute." There it is. <laughs> Here we go. Why don't you roll a persuasion check? Master of it's persuasion. A D20. That's an eight. Is that the 20-sided dice? Yeah. Yeah. Plus a one. It's a nine. Man, I don't know. <laughs> no, hold, on. hold on, hold on. That would have been intimidation, right? Because it's like, do you want to oh, fuck yeah, with sure, us? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. All right. So it's actually a 14. Oh. Yeah, that does. Okay. All the stuff I said before <laughs> is canon. So, <laughs> so can, we, can we kill him anyway? Dad! Yes. I mean, they're I standing. attack them. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I don't. He doesn't. Damn. I mean, they're standing on a bridge over a, I push them. a mode of lava. I push them, but then I kind of catch them back. I'm like, ah. Tell your friends. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> you know the difference between you and me? No. It's actually a, a long list. Hold on. <laughs> I'm an elf, and you're kind of a lizard person. I live in the... Uh, there's more that unites us than divides us. There's a lot, actually, but we still both love the smell of baking bread, eh? Anyway. <laughs> Let's hug. Let's hug for life. <laughs> and I'm not wearing hockey pants. And then you push them off. No! Uh, they just... They've already walked away. They, uh, they left a while ago. So you're now... <laughs> just left us to do our Batman impressions. <laughs> yes. I stopped going back just to do Batman impressions back and forth. <laughs> Listen to this one. Where's Falcone? 
so even with your uh, cheer wine protection from the sort of ambient heat of this place, you feel this oppressive wave of heat coming from in front of you uh, because across the, the bridge through the gate that you are uh, currently in front of is the entrance to the castle. It is covered completely by a waterfall of lava. This column of lava that's falling from the rock ceiling of the plane is splashing against the roof and just falling down, just forming this solid wall, this nonstop cascade of lava uh, that pours down through this black obsidian grate at the far end of the bridge, cutting off access into the castle. There doesn't seem to be any way past it. Well, sh- I should have done this before, but I switched the defender's dial to fire. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay. Quick. So there's a grate. Uh, yep. And the lava is pouring down into it, through it, and sort of down into this moat of lava below the bridge. I don't know. There's nothing really to do. It's fire. It's lava. It's so hot. It's crazy how hot it is. <laughs> Try, touch it. Just, just no. Okay. Um. Wait. Let Dad fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Who does have a bell that they're ringing? I love it. I conjured it into existence. Merle okay. is casts mm-hmm. I saw the card. control weather. <laughs> That's not and makes it, it snow that is not on the lava. That is not what it says. Can you read the card again? I can read the card again. And it says it's right there. It's Travis. It's okay. Why did you think that was going to fly? Because I've done it before. Lied? <laughs> You've bullshat? I have. I have bullshat before. All right. <laughs> Who has... Uh, Wizards of the Coast worked really hard on this game. Creating all sorts of spells and stunts and abilities. Magnus casts ice. <laughs> a spell. <laughs> uh, I will cast Ice Storm, a okay. fourth level evocation spell. All right. A ha- hail of rock hard ice pounds. <laughs> <laughs> fucking says it. A hail of rock hard ice pounds to the ground. <laughs> Why is this spell description a fucking Chuck Tingle story? <laughs> A hail of rock, <laughs> a hail of rock hard ice pounds into the ground with all its birds in a twenty foot radius, forty foot high cylinder centered on any point within range of the grate. Okay. Uh, each creature, and then it's like et cetera, et cetera. But it takes two d eight bludgeoning damage and 46 cold damage. It's more of an attack, but you get what I'm going for. Sure, sure. I don't necessarily know what you're going f- I get you're using ice on the grate and the lava, but what are you thinking this will do? Obviously, Griffin, that the ice would form and then it would harden into onyx as the, or no, what's the one? Obsidian. No, what am I looking for? Rock Obsidian. Okay. Uh, and create to- an archway that we can walk through. Uh, it doesn't create an archway. It does create a solid sort of panel of obsidian uh, now immediately in front That's of you. That's not how that, that the would lava work. is now kind of cascading off of. Okay, then I uh, then I smash through it. Okay, roll an attack roll. It's obsidian, which is pretty hard. Yes, yes, quite hard. Uh, it's a fourteen. 
Uh, 14? Uh, no. <laughs> Take 16 points of damage. You're just punching fucking obsidian. <laughs> Merle. I actually have something. Merle has the floor. He has a spell called Shape Stone. Oh, good. <laughs> and can make a five-foot hole. Good. In the panel. Yes. Right? Yes. What do I roll? Nothing. I think you just do it. Yeah! <laughs> I do it! Right through the rock-hard stuff. Uh, you form a door in the obsidian panel and uh, create a doorway for all of you to pass through into the castle. You have solved my lava puzzle. And... What do we do now? All right. Uh, you pass through uh, the archway you created and then through these large iron double doors uh, that give way as you press against them, uh, which opens up into a large empty entrance hall. In I the open the door for Taco and Merle. Oh. I just wanted to establish that someone opened the door. All right. <laughs> that I made. No. A different door that Griffin made with his words. Oh. A Griffin door, if you will. Hey! Do we go slithering through the Griffin door? <laughs> Y'all rock hard. This is an easy episode for me. (laughs) (laughs) You pass through some double doors into a large entrance hall. Is it a family double door? (laughs) (laughs) There are massive pillars boasting decorative weapons and armor that are lining both sides of a dazzling red carpet that extends forward to a staircase, which, along with the walkway that it led up to, has collapsed in on itself. Thank you, Paul. Most of this room actually is in a state of disarray. There are unlit sconces everywhere. Uh, The only source of light is radiating from these trickles of lava dripping down the walls from cracks in the ceiling. The only exit from this room is on the far wall to the left of this ruined staircase. There's a large stone door with a frame etched in eldritch runes, which are the most magical (laughs) runes that there are. In the center of this door built right into the rock is a small metal padlock with a keyhole on its face. This is a puzzle, so please pay attention. I punch it. Fuck, man, that was it. (laughs) There were so many other things, but the only thing you had to do was punch it, and your fist went in the keyhole. You turned it a little bit. I think that was sarcasm. All right, establish all the beats so far. I'm dialed in now. Okay. To the left of the door are a few eye-catching objects. (laughs) The first is a pile of metal ingots arranged in a pyramid right to the side of the door. Placed neatly on top of the pile is a single piece of white chalk. Also, a few feet from the pile of ingots is a relief built into the wall. It depicts a large, burly salamander. It looks like you guys are taking a fucking SAT prep (laughs) class over there. You Uh, have never asked us to do a puzzle. (laughs) One... uh, In a live venue. uh, One of this salamander's arms is jutting out of the relief, curled upwards, its fist clenched around a large hammer. 
Uh, this figure is standing above a, uh, a large anvil that stands immediately below the relief, right above the arm holding the hammer as if it could come down to strike it. Uh, also, this salamander's mouth is open in a wide O shape as if caught in the middle of jovial laughter. I, I take the chalk and draw a penis next to it. <laughs> okay, nothing happens. Uh, Damn it. There is a metallic plaque in the shape of a banner that hangs over this relief, giving the subject depicted a name, Scald. What do you do? Take the hammer. I take the hammer. I take the, hammer. the hammer is built into the relief. You cannot take it. I put one of the ingots between the hammer and the anvil. Nothing happens. I leave it there. Now wait, say, now wait. On. You had your dumb one. Now, Dad, what's your thing? I pull nitpicker out of my bag. Okay. Wow, uh, couldn't even get past the first act, huh? Uh, pulling me out a little bit early, don't you think there, Merle? Well, uh, obviously, we don't have any good ideas. Well, didn't this guy go to fucking thief school? Why do you even need me anymore? Oh, yeah. Can I try the lock first? Sure. It's a 20. I put nitpicker back in the bag. Can we not maybe, can we just do the puzzle? With a nat 20, the eldritch runes light up as you stick your thieves tools into the padlock and attempt to electrocute you extremely badly but with a nat 20, you pull back real, real fast. And they do not. The door remains locked. It's a trap. There are so many things you can do to solve a puzzle with all the beautiful skills that Gary Gygax gave to you. <laughs> my beautiful family. Do the ingots move? Can we move You them? can pick them up, yeah. Um, I'm going to roll an investigation check. Okay. 15. With a 15, you find a, a few traces of chalk, just a, a few little grains of chalk uh, on the surface of the anvil, just kind of off to the edge. Put the chalk on the anvil? You place the chalk on the anvil. Nothing happens. Uh, I'm going to roll, and this may be the same bit of flavor text, but I'm going to roll a perception check uh, that is going to be a 13. I'm basically looking for like things that look like they're used regularly to access this pathway. All of it. The ingots, the chalk, the anvil. So it's all, all part of it. It's all kind of part the of the The ingots puzzle. and the chalk are part of yes. it. <laughs> Merle? I, wait, what are you rolling, pal? A perception check okay, no, like everybody else. There's nothing else to perceive. You have perceived everything in the puzzle. Do insight. Do insight. An insight check, then. To see if to you, see Griffin, are lying. Okay. Okay, insight. I rolled a, an 8 plus 12. Next. 20. What's no. up? No, there is no. He's you very insightful. Here. Look, it says it on his lying sheet right there. With a 12 insight. No, no it's 20. 20. A 20 insight. You insightfully... Know that Griffin is hiding. See... Uh, some scrape marks on the corner, on the edges of the big circular open mouth, uh, as if something has scraped against. I the, put an ingot in the mouth. 
You place an ingot in the mouth and hear a clunking noise as it slides down uh, into the belly of this thing and uh, its eyes light up red and some smoke pours out of its mouth as something inside of it uh, activates. And we all turn into Tom Hanks. <laughs> exactly what happened in That's Big. what happens in Big. Some dude goes up to a fortune teller and is like, <laughs> I boy, I my Tom life's Hanks. not going so great. And then he turns into a Tom Hanks. <laughs> He puts an ingot in the mouth, the mouth of, of Zolt, Zolt, whatever. Um, okay. That's it. That's all that happens that time. Is there clearly, okay, um, is there anything on the statue that looks like uh, it, like, uh, moves, hinges? There's like, a hinge on the elbow uh, that is hold, the arm sticking out holding the hammer. Um, I, I take the chalk and write open on the anvil, and then, okay. I, then I put another ingot in. Uh, you, before you even have time to put another ingot in, you write open on the anvil and you see some uh, molten metal actually lift up from the surface of the anvil from inside of it and fill in the words that you have written, word you have written, uh, and then the hammer comes striking down on it and then you have just presented in front of you O-P-E-N in metal uh, waiting for you on the anvil. Nothing else happens though. <laughs> okay, uh, I am going to take out my mockingbird gum. Okay. And I'm going to chew it up. All right. Then <laughs> I am going to chew all of it up. Okay. And then I'm going to put it into the keyhole. And then I'm going to transmute it. Yeah, I can just transmute the substance. So I'm going to use my transmutation stone to transmute it into I'm just watching it's like the meme with like all the math moving around the woman's head okay and then I'm going to transmute it into wood okay because I, I have the transmutation stone I'm going to transmute it into wood and then I'm going to pull it back out okay what's it look like a key no I mean I'm going to trace that exact key on with the chalk okay You trace that key with the chalk, and it's sitting there, but the thing is not active. I put another ingot in it. Okay, yeah, metal rises up from the anvil and fills in the tracing of the key. The hammer comes down and strikes it, and now you've got yourselves a key going. And then I throw that key away. No, wait, (laughs) Now you two do one also, because you can't ride on my coattails. Uh, I... I just fucking bury the key All right. into the hole. Uh, <laughs> Rock hard. Rock hard key. As you, as you do that, you don't even need to turn it. The padlock falls away, and a split opens in the middle of the door, and it slides open. That was a good... As you go to leave through this room, you, you notice a few things among the debris uh, in this sort of ruined entryway. They look like discarded weapons and pieces of armor lying amidst the rubble. Uh, and as you sort of turn to leave, it looks like they kind of move with a mind of their own. They scoot a little bit closer and closer to your party slowly, and then they stop right at Magnus's feet. And they kind of like hang there for a second, and then they fall back down to the ground motionless. Y'all want to come with, or? Garfield says, that was pretty weird. I put them on? Uh, I mean, you can if you want, but they appear to just be kind of shitty pieces of armor. 
not any better than the pieces of armor you've got now. Yeah, but they moved. Uh, they're not moving and anymore. And you made a point to mention it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can put them on. Hey, if you could want. Uh, one of you magical dudes like check those out? Okay, I'll uh, do an Arcana check. That is a six plus one. I know nothing about these. <laughs> Merle, roll a d twenty. Magnus said that in character. No, I do. do an Arcana check. Okay. Ten plus what? Nothing. You have somehow no, no, no oh, arcana. No. Uh, I'm going to say both of you and Taco, I think you get a little bump just because it's kind of home turf. There's transmutation magic, hella transmutation magic coming off these things. They have been transmutated. Uh, and yes, you know but, that much. I put them on. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I take his old armor. No, I transfer it to the pocket workshop. I'm not leaving it behind. You're wearing now plate mail armor. It's not necessarily your aesthetic. Why did like it, it? Hey, ignore them. Okay. Why did it move? <laughs> <laughs> the door from the entrance no, hall. No, 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 Griffin. We're brothers. Opens up. We're kin. To the throne room. My flesh, my blood. You are standing in a large rectangular room. Um, I thought I knew you. Yes. <laughs> Look at the clock. Oh, no. You have reached the throne room of the castle. It's a large rectangular room. Uh, about halfway in from your position, there are these two large, thick columns of lava falling in through cut holes in the ceiling down into great covered holes in the floor. Uh, there is no far wall to this room. There is just simply uh, a half dozen or so pillars that, I don't know why I said or so, it's six. Like I. <laughs> six I, ish. I can, I Give can her seven, five. <laughs> uh, there are exactly six. You're not going to sit there and count them like an asshole. <laughs> There are six pillars. <laughs> Who has the time? There are six <laughs> pillars that run from the floor to the ceiling, beyond which you can just see uh, open the Great Fire Sea, which boils just below the precipice that this castle stands on. It's just a sheer drop off uh, if you went through these pillars. Uh, the the room is filled with suits of armor uh, that are flanking Do they move? On both sides. They are not. Uh, they are carrying various weapons. They're arranged in rows to your left and right. Uh, just this army of of armor that fills a majority of the room, silently watching the royal proceedings. And at the end of this room is a dais and a, uh, a, a stone throne, a th stone throne, uh, which, uh, upon which sits the uh, only other person in this room, a big, burly salamander who you recognize from the relief outside is King Scald. Is he laughing? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's how we, we, first we're looking at him, mm, and then he laughed, and we're like, oh. <laughs> He says, okay, let me. I'm going to marry Princess Beach. <laughs> Says it's it's been a long time since I've had visitors. Where where are you from, little ones? What? Uh, I'm from TV. <laughs> uh, Do you get that here, Cro-Magnum? TV. Okay. Didn't uh, need to get like this this fast. <laughs> I'm from uh, originally a planet with I think two moons. I don't know. That was a long time ago. And then Raven's Roost. So I guess I would say I'm from Raven's Roost. Really? Are you the guys from the song? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's going to cut a lot of exposition out. The beach. Do you want us to sign anything? 
That's okay. Is there anything I can do for you? What are you, what are you doing in my realm? Have you been burning down Garfield's stores? Uh, Garfield kind of waves nervously as you say that, and Scald says, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> says, so you're the merchant, huh? I've been deeply curious about you, I admit. According to my scouts, you were in possession of something that belongs to me. They made a terrible mess of your business ventures, right? <laughs> says, I... I apologize, because it appears this item has changed hands. <laughs> King, King Scald looks at Magnus and says, The sword, please. Uh, this is ironic, considering where we are, but over my cold, dead body. Skull, Skull says, uh, I feel like you maybe don't understand the, the true power of this sword. See, for decades, I served as the loyal smithy to this realm. Mm -hmm. My creations were unparalleled in quality, and yet my services were never truly appreciated by cool. the royal family. Are mm -hmm. you listening? Or yeah. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. So I found the means to make them respect my work. I would make them become my work. And then he gestures upwards, and there are swords and spears and axes hanging all around the room, each of which features a nameplate. There's Queen Ashspine, Duke Incendius, and so on. And he says, I do not know how the highlight of my collection was stolen from me or how it ended up in your hands, fighter. And he motions to a plaque on the Fuck wall hanging... Fuck you! Hanging, my name's Magnus! He motions to a plaque on the wall hanging uh, above the throne. It's a long plaque with two hooks turned upward, which held once a, a great wicked sword. And underneath, there's a nameplate that reads King Wrathfang. And, and Skald says, Well, uh, never mind all that. This is a cause for celebration. And he taps his hammer against the armrest of the throne, and the flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom is pulled from your hands into his free hand. And, and, he, and he looks at the sword and says, Our king has returned. We're going to take an intermission right now. We'll be right back with Act Two. Hey, this is uh, Griffin McRoy, your best friend, your dungeon master, and your boss baby. I'm, I'm in charge now. Thanks for listening to The Adventure Zone, our live show from Atlanta. Um, uh, again, we will be back in two weeks with a new episode of Amnesty. But until then, I'm going to tell you about some of our sponsors. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What, influencer? 
doesn't do that. I ask you, I'll wait. That's right, none of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a, a couple of Jumbotrons here. This one is for future Alex and Caitlin. It's from Alex who says, first of all, because I know you're listening. Hey, Caitlin, you are a wonderful friend and I really need to visit again sometime soon. And BTW future me, I know you're going to do great on the SAT and are going to get that zoology degree. I believe in you. P.S. Magic users are always the best class in any tabletop RPG. Um... I don't actually think that there is a best class in any tabletop RPG, um, except that there absolutely is, and it's a bard. 
which I guess is a kind of magic. Anyway, uh, here's another Jumbotron. This one's for a different Maddie, and it's from Maddie, who says, Hey, thanks for responding to a message about a podcast, thus ensuring our friendship and our mutual destruction in the form of making each other listen to more podcasts. There's no one else I'd rather fall into this Ouroboros with than you. I love you, and I like you. It's a very sweet message, and it's also very true, because podcasts are destroying my life also. Anyway, um, thanks for uh, tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. Y'all know that shit. Uh, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to maximumfun.org, check out all the great shows there. Shows like Bubble and Story Break and Switchblade Sisters and so many more at maximumfun.org. You can check out the other stuff we do at McElroyShows.com. Uh, we got a, a graphic novel, the first arc of balance, the Adventure Zone comic.com. You can get it there if you don't already have it. We're working on book two now. It's going to be super cool. Uh, got some live shows coming up. Pretty sure they're all sold out. But if not, you can find links to those at macroshows.com slash tours. I think that's it. I'm going to let you get back to the rest of the episode. Uh, again, we'll be back in two weeks with a new Amnesty. Sorry for the delay. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye. How was the, uh, how was the initiative roll for everybody? I got a 21. Jesus. 16, 20. The hangback kid. Wow, Jesus. And wait, I rolled twice. This is true. You remember that. We'll stay with the 20. Okay. <laughs> First in the order is Magnus with a 21. Uh, you, uh... It's hot in here. What the fuck just happened? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess there's lot. There's columns of lava in this room and an open wall looking out into the uh, Great Fire Sea. It would be kind of red in there. Uh, you see Scald uh, tap his hammer on the, uh, the throne one more time. He's already holding the, your sword, and, well, technically Taco's sword, and his, uh, his other hand and well, his hammer. Well, when you give a gift to a friend, sure. Griffin. As he taps it a second time, though, uh, a few of the suits of armor flanking uh, you on either side of the room come to life and start marching toward you. Magnus, it's your turn with a 21. Let me finish this text. Really, dog? No, I'm looking up what Disarming Strike does. D and D. Mm -hmm. I'll roll for the attack first. Okay. Mm. I'm going to call that interference on the bag. No, no. Okay. Um, it's a 12, so I miss with that. But then I attack five more times. So that's a 19. A 19 is a hit. Okay. And then I'm going to roll. Okay, who here knows how disarming strike works? Okay, hold on. This is not going to be good audio. Let's open up the player's handbook. Didn't think I would have to open it during the show, but that's okay. Sometimes you got to read a book on stage. <laughs> This is what you all crave, right, Reddit? So cool of Reddit to be here tonight. <laughs> you add your superiority dice to the attack's damage roll, and the target must make a strength saving throw. What are you attacking with, by the way? Chance Lance. Chance Lance, okay. Oh, wait, so that's a D10 for damage. Uh, eight. Okay. 22 is what I have to be. Yeah. Great. No, I didn't do it. What do you, uh, which, he's got two things. What are you trying to make him drop? My sword. Okay. The flaming, raging, poisoning sword of doom drops to the ground. 
I'd catch it before it hits the ground. Technically, it says it lands at its feet in the disarming strike. Then I get it like, ha, at the feet. Okay. You get your sword back. And I stab up into the ribs. That seems like two actions to me. Okay. Uh, Next in the order is uh, Merle. First, I'd just like to point out that Merle does have Okay, but you weather. didn't fucking have the card out. Thank you, Clint. Card. What is your action? Um, I'm going to do something real cleric-y. Cool. And cast uh, Guardian of Faith. Excellent. <laughs> where, uh, where does Della Reese appear? I would say sort of the two zones in this fight right now are sort of where the armor is sort of approaching you from the sides of the room or uh, where King Skald is sort of close to the back of the room. Uh, Towards the suits of armor. Okay. Yeah, so I I cast that in the amazing angelic Della Reese appears. Yes. What, uh, can you read me some of that flavor? Because I I know they have to make saving throws. Yeah. Um, uh, any creature hostile to you that moves to a space within 10 feet of the guardian for the first time on a turn must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, these uh, armor things uh, act as a swarm, so I'm going to roll one dex save for all of them. Uh, that is a 15, which I believe your spell save is a 20. I looked at all your numbers backstage so that we didn't waste any time. Uh, they do not save, so what happens? The creature takes 20 radiant damage. Wow. And? What else do you want? (laughs) No, that's it. Yeah, it was a failed save, correct? Okay, yeah, they take 20 radiant radiant damage. damage. Uh, Have you guys never played this game before? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, There were six suits of armor approaching you, three from the left, three from sort of the right flank, uh, and as they enter into Delarice's attack zone, uh, she takes down three of them. Uh, three remain uh, marching towards you. Next in the order is the living armor. Uh, the uh, three remaining moving living armor uh, pieces, uh, the ones who have not sort of clattered to the ground, uh, approach Merle and seek vengeance. Uh, they attack you as a swarm that is a 21 versus AC. It's a disadvantage because I'm standing right there and I'm a defender. Okay. I'm a protection fighter. Uh, 19 versus AC. It does tie. 19. Tie goes to the attacker, unfortunately. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, they cut you up good with their uh, axes and swords for Yowza. 22 points of slashing damage. He's fine. Oh. Yep. <laughs> and with that, more with that, more suits of living armor come alive. Five more suits of living armor from the sides of the room start marching towards you. Next in the order is Taco. That's so many living suits of armor. Yeah. Though. There's so many in this room. How big are they? They're suit of armor size. Somewhere between four and a half and six and a half feet. Yeah, in that range. There are six, there's... (laughs) Somebody really liked that joke and I did too. Thank you for coming with me on that. Um, Waiting on that new taco EP to drop. (laughs) He dropped some tracks on SoundCloud. It was 
it was fire. Did it uh, slap? It was the slap. <laughs> it was just Justin line for line recounting the TV show, The Slap. Yes. Uh, Still need more time? He likes to keep us in anticipation for his new albums, but then he does like a surprise drop, like you weren't even expecting him to take it. Well, they're not really attacking with fire, are they? No. I mean, because that was kind of my thing that I was thinking about. Cool. That was, uh, I was thinking about how it would be cool to do like a fire (laughs) thing. And now it's less... I don't. Um, this is everyone's favorite part of a D and D podcast. Um, the wizard looks at his thousand spells. <laughs> it's not thousand spells. I was looking at one spell, and it doesn't make any sense to investiture of flame myself if they're not attacked with flame. Just I had that one kind of ready, like excited, but it doesn't seem like it makes any sense here. Sure. I am going to cast boring old stupid. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just a dumbass. He doesn't have a big yet. Just a dumb spell. Just a stupid ass. Do like, you want to delay your turn? I'm going to delay my turn because I have a plan. All right. <laughs> Keep looking. Uh, next in the order is Garfield the Deals Warlock. Garfield, uh, Garfield uh, kneels down and reaches into his gigantic bag of holding, and he roots around in there for a while, and he says, Aha! And he pulls out a super soaker. And he turns and faces Scald and shoots him with what appears to be some sort of black ooze that sizzles as it hits Scald. Uh, and some of Scald's sort of thick leather armor uh, falls away, reducing his AC permanently with the black ooze shot at Scald. Uh, Taco, are you... Yes, I'm ready. How close are all the uh, bad folks to Scald? Uh, Give me, like, a quick layout. Sure, I would say you're all within, like, 20 feet of each other in in sort of the uh, far end of the room now. But we're all in like a 20 foot. Yep. Uh, what would a 20 foot radius from Scald encompass? Um, you guys in the armor. That is the armor that is currently approaching you to attack. Eight suits of armor, you three and Scald. Mm. You four, including Garfield. You know it's, it's going to be worth it. Unless you need to delay again. No, I think we can handle it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cast Vitriolic Sphere at Scald. It, uh, I'm pointing at a place within range, and a glowing one football of emerald acid streaks there and explodes in a 20 foot radius. <laughs> Each creature has to make a dexterity saving throw. Mine's dope, so I'm fine. <laughs> a, a what saving throw? That's a dexterity saving throw. Scald got a four. 20. Whoa. 18 plus 2, not a nap. The eight suits of living armor got a 13. Uh, how are you doing, Dad? What's up? <laughs> uh, se- seven. So, okay. Taco, did you roll it? What? Your dexterity saving throw. Oh, I'm good. I had a 19. I'm fine against okay. myself. I saved against myself. Um, I, so, good news, good news, good news on the armor. They're dead. Bad news for you, but that feels like, I know you would kind of think, it's a fair price to pay. 
What I, a great deal. I can Two tell. out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. How much damage are you doing? Three out of four. If you three think out of four. About it oh, yeah. How's Garfield doing? Garfield's great. Garfield's fine. <laughs> and really, I got all the bad guys. So we didn't really lose how much anybody damage, important. How much damage does the vitriol? Oh, it's, man. It's, um, it's not even that much. It's just 10d4 acid. You want me to roll that one most, for you? Yes, you please. have 49. At most, it's 40 damage. You'll have nine points left. At most. At t- hey, 22. 22, oh. not bad at all. Everybody yeah. agreed that was worth uh, the eight, the Hooray, eight. we succeed again. Uh, the eight suits of armor, the joints sort of connecting them uh, corrode, and they also collapse to the ground. You have taken out all of them. Uh, and Scald, Scald looks pretty bad also. Uh, Scald is up now. Scald uh, takes his hammer, uh, which starts to glow, and he points it at Garfield the Deals Warlock. And a rainbow-colored beam shoots out of the tip of the hammer and hits Garfield the Deals Warlock, who is encased in this, this rainbow light as he floats up off the ground. Uh, and then there is a flash of light, and then Garfield is gone, and there's just a chakram uh, that collapses and falls to the ground as Garfield has been transformed into a weapon. <laughs> Next in the order is Magnus Burnside's. I'll say, hey, he wasn't at the death reunion, so anything goes. That's right. It's not just them I can endanger. Magnus. I'm going to attack with the flaming, raging, poisoning sort of doom that I still have. Okay. Boo. That's an 18 plus 10. 28. Yep, that does hit. Um, okay. So. Seven plus 24, that is 31 points of damage. <laughs> and then I attack again. Five plus 10, 15. He's hurt real bad. <laughs> no, 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 that was my attack, 15. Oh, 15? Uh, 15 hits with the reduced AC. Okay, and so that's only 26. So that's 57. I attack again. It has a 28. Yeah. That's, mm, that's 34 points of damage. How's he looking? Scald steps back. Uh, he, he takes stock of the situation. He takes a deep breath. He says, maybe you do understand the true power of this weapon. He says, uh, I, uh, I know enough to admit when I am outmatched by an adversary. And he, uh, he takes a step back and he sort of is now resting against one of the pillars uh, at the edge of this room overlooking the great fire sea below and he says, do you? And he no. falls backwards over the edge. Oh, you won! Wait, no, this is a second form Sephiroth kind of thing, right? <laughs> then you hear a rumbling from below. Fucking Dark Souls. I knew it. The ground beneath you quakes. Uh, Most of the living suits of armor in this room lose their footing and crash to the floor and then begin reforming themselves amidst the chaos. And then 
A massive metal gauntlet rises into view below the cliff's edge, finding a handhold amongst the pillars at the edge of the room. And then it pulls another into Thanos. view. Thanos! It's not Somebody fucking Thanos! Thanos. <laughs> yep, it's a Marvel crossover. This yeah, is a, this is, we've been this waiting is for this a sponsored time. content episode. And then, and then it pulls another gauntlet into view, and you see a gigantic gigantic metal plate helmet lift up behind the pillars. Its visor is open and inside controlling this gigantic suit of armor from within is King Scald. And Scald says, I'd been hoping to forge a larger army before beginning my campaign, but I'm afraid you forced my hand. And he stands oh, up. hand gauntlet. Hand. Okay. Uh, and with that, this massive suit of armor stands up to full height. It's easily ten stories tall. It towers over this castle. You actually see it tuck its fingers in between those pillars at the edge of the room and just rip the ceiling of the throne room and castle off and chuck it into the great fire sea below. Uh, and as it does so, all the smaller suits of armor in this throne room begin floating upward. Uh, they're now following Skald's massive armor vessel, flocking behind it as this, this gigantic suit of armor stands astride the castle. And these two metal gauntlets, they clap together, and Skald's voice is amplified as he shouts, Rejoice, my creations, for today our realm takes its rightful place at the center of the planar system. And then you see Skald's arm with the hammer extend through the visor, and this rainbow-colored beam shoots forward and tears a rift in the fabric of reality itself, and through that tear, you see Neverwinter. It is a busy day. Right in the middle of the merchant's quarter, there are crowds of people all assembled around a stage. And on that stage, you see flowers and balloons and a marching band performing and banners hanging from poles reading, Neverwinter Rises Again. <laughs> and, and while every face in the crowd looks in shock at your direction through this open rift, you see a familiar face that is, at the moment, oblivious to this threat. Behind a podium on stage is Lucretia, who... <laughs> who is donning her Bureau of Benevolence regalia and reading a prepared speech from a scroll. She says, But with your months of tireless effort and unceasing charity... The long, arduous rebuilding process has finally concluded. <laughs> Neverwinter has not just recovered from the hunger's onslaught. It has been reforged, a safer, stronger, mm. more prosperous... Mm. Mm. <laughs> you, you have got to be fucking kidding me. And with that, Skald's massive suit of armor takes one enormous step forward towards the open rift to Neverwinter with a flock of smaller suits of armor flying behind him with weapons drawn. Who's next in the fucking order? It is Merle Highchurch. Merle, what do you do? Merle casts Conjure Celestial. Okay. What's that do? You summon a celestial of challenge rating four or lower, which appears in an unoccupied space that you can see within range. Okay. How is this different from the Delarice spell? 
Well, for one thing, she disappeared after doing 60 damage. Okay. <laughs> and this is a celestial. So what's that mean, Mac? Well, I don't know what a Jesus. celestial is. Yeah? I was hoping one of you did. The DM has the celestial statistics, pal. So I guess it's your fault you don't know. Does it really fucking say that? Why would you put me on blast like that, player's handbook? Right there. You have those statistics, Griffin. Right. I'll Google I, the it. Top, the top result is actually like 90 Reddit threads. Like People like, where are the fucking statistics? Okay, up to, uh, okay. Okay, uh, this, is, this is off the website. You get to choose one of the three. A Pegasus? A Codal? A C-O-U-A-T-L? What is it? It's like, a, it's like a snake with wings. It's tight. Okay. Or, or a unicorn. Nope. Binicorn. Nope. Gail's a binicorn. Nope. Gerald's a binocorn. Daryl is uh, Gerald's he, a binocorn. Sorry, bud. But if you want to summon a unicorn and give him a friend. No. Nope. That's my IP. I will take you to court. Do the Pegasus. Do a beautiful Pegasus. Do the Pegasus. I'll do the Pegasus. Okay. You I think you, you I will give you the name Gregasus. <laughs> That's all I'll give you. Gregasus the Pegasus. You open the Extreme Team Bible, and I think just page master style, a Gregasus comes flying out of the pages and lands beside you. Uh, and And he then, has the face of every Greg you've ever known. Um, can I jump on it? Can yeah, what do you want Gregasus to do on Gregasus' uh, turn? Um uh, start attacking these suits of armor. Okay, go ahead and roll a d20. <laughs> 19. Plus 2. Uh, we're just Calvin balling it at this point, but next in the order was the flying suits of armor. Let's say that a, a, a detachment of these suits of armor were flying down to intercept the three of you to uh, keep you from uh, preventing this, this invasion, and Gregasis runs in and just uh, uses tackle uh, on all of them, uh, knocking, knocking all effortlessly out of the sky. Uh, okay. Next in the order is Taco. Okay. Um, I am going to cast... I'm going to cast Reduce. <laughs> My, my one like Pacific Rim style encounter, and you're going to reduce it. How much? Just like one. Just one. What does the spell say? One less. I mean, it takes it from M to G. So still five stories. Like, what? Like I guess mega, mass, to, mega giant. to giant. Okay. Yeah. Now it's six stories tall. Okay, so perfect. it's doable. And yeah. Scald inside of it, it also got kind of cuter. Sweet. Okay, I'm good. That's all I need. Hey, baby, that's step one. Uh, Garfield lays motionless on the floor. As a shock rum. As a shock rum. Uh, next in the order is Scald. Uh, Scald, uh, first off, 
uh, tries to pick up a very large tower uh, made of brass, just tries to rip it out of the ground and can't. Uh, because he is, uh, his suit of armor is a little bit smaller than he expected it to be. <laughs> so instead, he picks up uh, a brass outhouse, uh, which he launches at the three of yours directions, uh, except, are you riding? You're not riding, Gregasis. You sent him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, then it just uh, is going after you, Magnuson uh, Taco. Make a dexterity saving throw. 20. Nat. 11. Not. Good enough uh, to dodge it. The outhouse comes flying towards Magnus first, and the door kind of like waves open as it comes, and you just kind of perfectly Buster pass, Keaton perfectly style. Perfectly pass through yeah. Buster Keaton style, and then the door shuts right as it reaches Taco, and it just <laughs> flattens him. Uh, that is twenty-one points of damage from the outhouse. Okay. Okay. We're big boys. We're good. Uh, and then uh, for its second attack, the massive or less the giant armor, uh, I guess, uh, tries to throw a punch at Gregasis and Merle. That is a nat failure. <laughs> that is a one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's sick. And actually, Merle healed. <laughs> he just yeah. avoided. So uh, next in the order is Magnus. Uh, Magnus laughs. Okay. Okay, now it's my turn. Um, And then grappling hooks into the open visor. Oof. All right. I'm going to make you do a... Acrobatics. Acrobatics, probably. Because this thing is pretty high up there, and it just took a big step away from it. Or an athletics check. Yeah, Yeah, uh, sure, either one. Okay, so that's a a 19. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'll make you deal with a 19. You can get up there, but it's not going to be like a clean entry That's into the fine. visor. And uh, I'll take some damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, I think he gets an attack of opportunity against you as you come okay. inside. Uh, he swings over the like control panel with his hammer, uh, and ooh, damn, uh, that is a 27 versus AC. Oh yeah, that hits. Uh, I'm going to say because he's one size smaller than he was before, uh, that is 15 points of damage. Oh, okay. So I'm just down to 100. Yeah, can point. you angle your mic? <laughs> you need to talk into the microphone. Uh, I'm down yes. to 100. Yes. What do you do Remember now? Remember when I said Magnus laughs? Yes. He triggers his magnetic charge. Oh. A fist-sized glass ball with a blue button on top. Once the button is pressed, the ball will begin to glow and produce a magnetic field that lasts two rounds of combat. The field repels any metal object within 10 feet from the ball. All right. The entire flock of armor flying behind this thing just whoosh. Like, like confetti through the air just kind of gets scattered uh, around the town, uh, just pieces sort of f- flying down into the city of brass. There are some salamander citizens now who kind of came out of their houses to look at things. They're like dodging the debris back and forth. Um, nothing happens to the giant suit of armor. Uh, and Scald laughs and he says, and he points to the helmet behind him and all around him and he says, Tin!
Merle, you're up. Um, Merle swoops down on Gregasis the Pegasus. Yes. Grabs the chakras. Chakram. Chakram. You know that is, right? Like from Xena? Yeah, yeah. You do know what it is. This doesn't have to be a bit. It's the round thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a round bladed weapon. (laughs) Okay. Xena threw it at like everyone ever. Do you all not fucking... You all came here for Dragon Con. Do you not fucking know who Xena Warrior Princess is? Like, I'm not, like, fishing for cheers. It just seemed like people were like, oh, yeah, Xena. Like, God. All right. And then Merle uh, throws it. Good start, good start. Throws it. He gets as close as he can on Gregasis the Pegasus and still have a turn left. Okay. And uh, and throws it at Scald. Yeah, but Magnus is in the way. Yeah, roll a d20. You can't say Magnus is in the way. Like, you just put me No, you're, in wicked, the in, way. you're wicked in the way. Seven <laughs> plus what? What do I? No. You know what? I'm going to give you advantage because Gregasis is here to cheer you on. He says, roll again, old roll man. Roll again, Mac. Three! All right, I did my best. Uh, with that throw, uh, the... <laughs> Wait, and yells, Here, Magnus, catch this! Yeah, he catches it, all right. <laughs> and goes, Yeah, 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 yeah. Luckily, the heavy metal armor that Magnus picked up in the castle protects him from most of the blow. You only take seven points of damage as Garfield tries to cut into your body meat. Doesn't quite make it through. Uh, And uh, Garfield then falls out of the open visor and plummets to the ground below. He's made of metal, so it's probably fine. No, Um, it would stick in. uh, Okay, yeah, it's stuck into your shoulder. That's fun. Uh, Taco, you are now up. Uh, I am going to cast uh, on myself uh, Polymorph. I am going to transform into the canonical Dungeons and Dragons uh, creature, a Tyrannosaurus Rex named Dupree. This is that Pacific Rim shit. Yeah. But, like, I just want to say, canonically, Magnus just got so excited to see Dupree again. Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, you said 60 stories, and I thought... No, no, uh, no ten, said, ten, You said six stories at first, or ten stories at first. I was like, okay, I don't know how big Tyrannosaurus Rexes is, but it's not ten stories big for sure. So I had to knock you down a peck. Let's and then it, I could Dupree. Let's make it fun. Okay. Why don't you roll a d20, and we'll see how big Dupree turns out. That is a 17. Dupree's about seven stories tall. Nice. And I want you to picture every little kid from every good Godzilla movie like, Dupree! That's Magnus yeah, right sure. now. Uh, 
I think uh, all this time, Scald in his massive suit of armor has been taking uh, uh, one step closer and one step closer to the rift. Uh, but as uh, he feels you transform, uh, he turns to face you. What do you do? Um, that's actually my entire action. I have nothing I can do. I mean, I can look at him and go, but I'm a... Not a lot of sassy lines with uh, T-Rex. The think meat you see is very small. That was, that was Taco's action. This is Dupree's action. <laughs> Dupree is going to bite the face of the thing. Not smart. Don't know if that's smart or not. Not a smart Dupree. creature. It's Dupree. Dupree acts on instinct. Dupree is all instinct, my man. Uh, uh, here's the other thing. Don't know how to do melee attacks at all. 100%. Roll. Here, I roll this. It's plus 10 to hit. Is that good or bad? 16. 16 plus 10 to hit. Is that 26? Is that right? That is a 26, yes. Okay. You know, just Magnus is up ends. The helmet. That's okay. okay. Magnus is a beefy boy. All right. Uh, There's plenty of biting to go around. <laughs> The hit is, uh, so that's a hit. That's 4d12 plus 7. I'm still fine, even at most. I'm doing okay. Do you have the d12 dice? I got one. You want me to roll it for you? You don't have a machine over there that'll do it? Okay. 33. 33. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, um, yeah you, uh, you bite the visor, clean off this thing. Um, Magnus, you're going to get some of the teeth. That's fine. Uh, let's say half that, so whatever half of 33 is. Uh, and uh, I know, it was a joke. Uh, and Scald is going to take some, uh, some bad, bad hit stuff too. Um, okay. Now it's time for Dupree's attack against the armor. The, meta, the huge metal armor. That one was against Scald. This is a different target. This is with his tail. He's going to hit its legs as hard as he fucking can. Okay. That's a 19. Plus 10. 29. Yes. Dupree! That's a 3d8 plus 7. Jesus, Dupree. It's, yeah, it's good. Uh, I can actually do that one. 5, 4, nine. 8. So five, five, nine, seven, seventeen plus seven for twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay, bludgeoning uh, damage. I don't know if that matters. Sure, no, it I'm matters. not used to doing damage. Yes. Uh, okay, with that, uh, the two legs go flying. Uh, the two legs just come off below the knee. The uh, the the foot part of the uh, the what are the leg parts of armor called? Haunches. The, the haunches of the armor go flying off. What are greaves? The what pal- are greaves? And I think in greaves, yes, greaves, yes, uh, yes, maybe. And so anyway, the leg parts of the armor go flying away, and <laughs> the drumsticks. I think everything. What happens next is kind of in slow motion. Magnus, you are six stories off the ground in this helmet with uh, King Scald, a little bit closer to the exit of the helmet, but now you feel yourself in free fall inside of this helmet. What do you do to not die? Oh, here's the thing. We started this fight at 11.58, and now it's 12.01 a.m., and I use the grappling hook again. (laughs) 
And time is different. No, I love it. That's good. Yeah, realm. sure. And you I hear actually a clock tower ding in the distance, boom. and you know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! And I use the grappling hook again to grapple back, and I grab the shot. Oh, chakra's in my shoulder. Right. Chakram. Yeah. And you fly right on out of there. What are you attaching it to? Just some shit. To taco. Oh, to Dupree? No, well, he's Dupree. Yeah, I'm I love Dupree. it. It's fine. You can take it. All I right. I can feel it. Uh, yeah, it latches into Dupree's meat. He doesn't even fucking care. Dupree uh, catches it and is like, come on in, my buddy. Yeah, reels him on in. Uh, you just sort of effortlessly just kind of zoom out of the visor as Scald falls down six stories with the helmet uh, and the armor goes crashing to the ground. And as, the, uh, as he goes falling, his concentration is interrupted and the rift closes. And uh, right as it does, you see Lucretia like, okay. Uh, and the armor crashes to the ground, uh, and the pieces go flying everywhere, and the helmet rolls to a stop, uh, and King Skull just kind of oozes out of the visor, uh, and he has been destroyed. Um, Does that break his spell on everything? What's that? Does that break his spell on everything? Or? And with that... Okay. The, uh, the weapons and the armor that uh, had been flung to the ground by the magnetic charge, they start to levitate, and they are encased in that same sort of shimmering rainbow light. Uh, Garfield is just sitting on your shoulder like, hey, that was weird. And all of these pieces of, of armor and all these weapons transform back into their original salamander forms. Uh, and the salamander, who is wearing a circlet and wearing this gold and white chainmail tunic, approaches you, and she says, uh, you've done... A great service for us this day, off-worlders. My name is Queen Ashspine. Uh-huh. I've been a, I've been a, I've been a polearm for mm -hmm. some time now, yeah. thanks to my husband's dick brother. <laughs> I take it you have killed him. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> Whatever power he exerted over our people has faded, although... And she looks at the flaming, raging, poisoning sort of doom on your back, and she says... Rathfang, my, my love, you can return to your original form now. Oh, well. No, hold on. And the flaming, raging, poisoning sort of doom begins to shimmer in this multicolored light. No, Griffin, it doesn't. <laughs> and it lifts, it lifts out of your hand and it floats in the air and it's giving off this blinding light. And when it fades, you see, laying at your feet, the flaming, raging, poisoning sort of doom. Oh. And it was a sword. And Queen he, Ash, Queen this, Ash, the king was a sword the whole time. <laughs> and Queen, Queen Ashbine says, hmm, it seems he believes his work with your party is not quite at an end. Fuck yes. Oh. That is. And then, okay, and then Dupree changes back into Taco, and he's like, are you sure? Because it seems like balance-wise, you've written yourself a great out for, like, balance. Just from, like, a balance perspective? Capital B. Capital B. No. Lowercase. It seems like... I'm just He's just shouting to the air. Yeah. Like, it seems like balance-wise... 
it might it's be, fine. Go on. What it, are you it saying? It might be better. Yeah, and your thing if about... If he didn't have Queen, it. Queen Ashpine says, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. That's my husband, and he's a sword, but... Yeah, for sure that, but also just I promise a- you, I'll never lose him. With that, a curtain is shut in front of all three of you, and you're back in the dressing room. And Garfield says, well, all's well that ends well. Uh, and he floats, he floats to another booth several feet away and slides another curtain open. And through it, you see Neverwinter. You see Lucretia directing the city guard to aid a few civilians who were sort of injured in the panicked evacuation of the town square. You see a lot of Neverwintians, Neverwinterians, sort of looking generally pretty confused. Um, and Garfield comes up to you and he says, well, I suppose I owe you all big time now. Like I promised, I'll have my lawyer draw up paperwork to transfer some shares to my company once I don't really know how that works again, but... None of us do. Yeah, I'm hoping my lawyers do. Anyway, I think you're going to find it a worthwhile investment. Something tells me my fortunes will be turning around very soon. And he shuts a curtain behind you, and all three of you are in Neverwinter. And then we see Garfield still in the fitting room, and he reaches into his bag of holding and pulls out Scald's magic hammer. That is the end of our adventure. Thank you all so much for coming. This has been the Adventure Zone. Thank you all. Enjoy Dragon Con. Goodbye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host When Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I'm just going to end with this. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job of swimming through the shit show that is parenting. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've all made mistakes in book club, right? You drink a little too much, you don't actually read the book, and if you're under the bubble in Fairhaven... Your individual will get subsumed by the collective. Hey, maybe I just let him go and whip us up some guac. We do not require guac. We require only nutrients and expansion. You will become book club. You will eat, pray, and love with us. Join book club. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble.